Pappy Daddy takes back again. Um, I'm in Chicago this time at my dad's house, uh, but the work never stops. Um, to all you guys out there, if you're in Chicago, make sure you guys come out to the Paverse Volume 2 release party tomorrow. Uh, release party, merch launch, merch launch, um, putting out a t-shirt in collaboration with the brand, The Pillars. Um, shout out my homie Mike, shout out my homie Rob, the whole Pillars team, appreciate all you guys. Um, today I got some sad news. Uh, I went to sleep late last night, I think I was watching, um... On NBA TV, uh, it was Pacers Hornets from 92, Reggie Miller's like career high. I think I stayed up and watched like a quarter of it. I'm like, yo, I'm way too tired to watch this full game, but I watched like a quarter of it. Went to sleep. I think the first time I woke up, it was about like 9 or 10 p.m. Not 10 p.m., 10 a.m. Uh, Chicago time, so that's like 8 a.m. L.A. time. I see a report that said Boogie injured his knee. I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. He probably, like, you know, tweaked something. He probably, you know, sprained something. He's fine. It'll be all right. I wake back up again. I see Boogie has a torn ACL. I'm like, come on, G. Come the fuck on, dog. First of all, prayers up to um, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, it really, really sucks for Boogie. Uh, that's what, basically, uh, three pretty serious, well, not pretty, well, two very serious injuries and one injury that was, I think, more severe than what uh, he made it out to be in an um, 18-month time period. Um, especially for a guy who, you know, searching for a contract, actually gave up $20 million with New Orleans um, to go to the Warriors, um, thinking that it would be, you know, a power play, and gets hurt again, has to sign a minimum deal, loses weight, gets in shape, looking um, looking like he's ready to, you know, come out and have a huge impact on um, the Lakers this season, tears his ACL in an off-season workout. Um, it's unfortunate. It's sad. Uh, I mean, at this point, you got to wonder, wonder if, if really he's ever going to play again. Um, well, he might play again, but the thing about Boogie is he, like, at, at this point, you might want to just take, like, a year or two off, you know, get 100% right, and um, then come back and uh, try to play. I think a lot of the issue with Boogie was that, like, he, did, he just didn't take enough time off, really. Um, you know, I think that the Achilles, he probably came back too fast from. I think he came back in January. That was, like, 11 months. I think he probably should have took a full year off for the Achilles. Um, <clears throat> then with the quad, I mean, he definitely didn't take enough time off. I mean... I think he took, what, six weeks off? There's no way after that quad injury that you were ready to play within six weeks. Um, no way. I mean, you can even tell in the finals, like, you know, he gave this all. He looked about as, as good as you could possibly look for somebody off that injury, but you could tell that he wasn't healthy. Like, that wasn't Boogie. That wasn't the best representation of um, Boogie. Um, and then now with the ACL, I think that, you know, all of this can be kind of a byproduct of, you know, not – you know, everything in the body is connected to each other. Even I was watching Victor Oladipo's uh, vlog last uh, last night on um, YouTube. Shout out Victor. Because um, I just want to see if, like, he was running yet, if he was jumping, if he was doing things like that. Because I was watching uh, NBA TV again. Had uh, Bulls Pacers from earlier on um, last season on. 
And I was watching Victor like, yo, I don't know if he's going to be able to do all of those things that he was doing in his game with the same amount of quickness and speed that he was doing it at when he comes back. So I just want to see if he was at least just running yet, running and jumping and doing those things yet. Um, he looked good, uh, but where the scar was, like he tore his quad. Obviously, it's a different quad injury than what uh, than what uh, Boogie had. I think Boogie tore like one of the muscles that were like on like the side of the quad. I think like if you reach down and like you extend your knee out, there's like a really thick band that kind of like connects your thigh to your knee. I think Oladipo tore that, which is why he was out and done for the season and couldn't walk off the court. Um, but uh, his scar was like right over the knee, you know. So I say that to say that everything in the body connects. So you blew out your quad, and then next you blow out your ACL. I don't know if it's I don't know if that's on the same knee. We don't know yet. I don't know what knee it's on yet. Um, but if he did blow out his ACL, that could be some effects from the quad or even some, um, effects from the Achilles, which I don't think, um, you know, like the Achilles seemed healthy, but you know, you blew out your quad. So that leads me to believe that maybe you were compensating on one leg because the other leg wasn't healthy. And, you know, now you might be compensating on this leg because the other leg isn't healthy and, you know, who knows? So, uh, it sucks for the leg. Well, it sucks for Boogie, first of all, first and first. Uh, first and foremost, presence of Boogie. Hopefully, he comes back and you know gets right. But it sucks for the Lakers, man. Like Boogie was a huge reason as to why I thought this Lakers team was so good. Um, Boogie is a guy that I thought, like at the very worst, you know, could come out here and give you, uh, you know, um, fourteen and ten off the bench. You know, uh, so it looks like obviously that's not the case. Um, and now you got to worry about, wonder about replacements for Boogie, um, because you're looking at it, AD doesn't want to play center, he's not a center, he's clearly a power forward, now you pretty much have one center on the roster, and that's JaVale McGee, um, you need a backup, um, you know, uh, you're probably not going to get anybody with the scoring ability that Boogie had, um, but you still need a backup. Um, luckily, there's still a couple quality names out there. You know, I'm looking at the list. I'm trying to, uh, com see available centers. Um, man, I mean, there's Bogut. Uh, Bogut's not on the team yet. Um, Kenneth Fareed actually still isn't on the team, which shocked me. I thought that the Rockets would sign Kenneth Fareed back, but Fareed still isn't on the team yet. Uh, Amir Johnson. Um, Mozgov still out there. Joakim Noah. Nene is still out there. Um, Tyler Zeller is still out there. Um, so there's a couple names, you know, the guys are still out there. I mean, I think that honestly, at this point, Maybe the best replacements are maybe uh, Nene, if he still wants to play. He's 37 years old, though. Joakim Noah. Um, Dwight Howard is actually on, well, he's with Memphis right now. Um, I, 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 I would have said Dwight would be a name. I still think Dwight is a name that, you know, the Lakers should look at. But he's on Memphis. I don't know if, uh, you know, Memphis is trying to get assets for everybody. So I don't think that they'll just give him up for nothing. And the Lakers pretty much don't have any picks 
um, since they traded pretty much everything for um, Anthony Davis. So there's that. But I mean, luckily, there's still a couple options out there for them to get. I don't know if they're going to cut DeMarcus or if they can get some type of uh, player hardship thing for DeMarcus. Um, hopefully, he's taken care of um, mon- monetarily-wise, but hopefully hopefully they can get some type of player hardship thing or maybe they waive him. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but Fareed's still out there. You know, he's a guy. He's only only 30 years old. I mean, honestly, when he played last year uh, with the Rockets, I don't know why he didn't play in the playoffs more, but when he did play last year, I mean, he looked great, um, especially, uh, you know, he kind of came in when that stretch when Capella was down. Um, he came in and kind of stabilized things at that center position, gave him another lob threat uh, that they could rely upon um, last year. So I think Fareed would be a guy you got to look at. Joe King Noah, he's, an, he's, 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 he's another name. I think that with the Grizzlies, he played he played pretty well last year. You know, I think that maybe Noah just needed like a year off to get his body right, get himself back, and, you know, come back, re-energize. Because, I mean, look, Till tried to damn to kill that man. Um, so when he went to New York, you know, he took that, that you know seventy three million dollar deal, which you know everybody gave uh, Phil Jackson hell for, but I think Noah could have got that deal somewhere else, and I don't necessarily think anybody knew Noah was as beat up as Noah actually turned out to be when he got to New York. Um, Greg Monroe is out there as well, who's still only twenty nine years old, which is crazy that Greg Monroe is only twenty nine years old. You would think that he's so much older than that, but he's not. Um, again, Mozgov is still out there, um, so luckily there's still some names out there for. Uh, you know, the Lakers, like, all isn't lost, but none of those names are boogie. Um, and I think that that's what hurts so bad. It, I mean, even if you look at the matchup against the Clippers, I think the one place that they had the clear advantage was down low um, when you, you know, can insert AD and you can insert boogie into the game. I didn't think the Clippers had an answer for that. I didn't really think any team in the league had an answer for being able to insert boogie and being able to insert AD down low. Um, and now one of those guys is gone. Now it's just Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis still isn't, again, the the... the He's not as much of a low post player as Biggie, uh, not Biggie, Boogie. You know, he doesn't have the weight Boogie uh, has. He isn't, you know, the uh, he's a force, but he's not like the big body that Boogie is um, down low. So it's a super, super unfortunate injury. Um, I mean, you got to even think, like, you can run offense through Boogie. Boogie's also one of the best passing big men in the um, league, so you can't even do that anymore. Um, which sucks, you know, uh, and... That really, like, I think losing Boogie takes at least five wins away from the Lakers, I think. Um, it'll probably raise Anthony Davis's or LeBron's MVP chances, honestly, because, especially ADs, because, like, you won't have that body, you know, next to you. So you're going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting down low and really stabilize in that position. Um, also, I think it, it uh, increases JaVale McGee's, like, defensive player of the year chances. Um He's going to have to, like, play at a high level all year. Uh, also, offensively, he's going to have to score more now. Because, again, you losing the guy in Boogie, who I even think off the bench, he would have been sixth man of the year contention. I think that he's a guy that could have been like a, you know, like how Bill Walton was for those um, Boston Celtics teams in the 80s. I think it was the 85 Celtics, if I'm not mistaken, 85, 86 Celtics, how Bill Walton was when he came there. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was a sixth man of the year that year, if I'm not mistaken. Let me actually look it up for you guys. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, sixth man of the year in 86. That was the 85-86 Celtics. Um, Bill Walton that year averaged 
seven, two, and six in a block. But I'm pretty sure that his numbers don't do what he did for that team justice. I'm pretty sure he he you know was worth more than just those numbers. Um, and in the playoffs, he gave you seven, six, and one. But again, I'm pretty sure it's one of those situations where it's like just reading the numbers doesn't really justify everything that he did for that basketball team. Um, but I thought that Boogie could have been a guy like that, but with even better stats. I mean, again, if we look at last year, I've said many times when he came, we well, started for the Warriors, but still he was giving you 16 and 10. When he was out there, he was giving you 16 and 10. You know, so I think it's super, super unfortunate, man. I just keep going back to the word unfortunate because it really is. I mean, for, for Boogie himself, it's horrible. It sucks. Prayers up to Boogie. And for the Lakers, man, I think that's just, just a, a huge, huge catastrophic loss again all all isn't lost you know there's still quality guys out there like I said Moz Goff is out there um Fareed is out there um you know you got a guy like uh uh I mean even Zaza is out there if you want to pick up Zaza Joakim Noah who I think is probably the best option he's out there Nene who could also give you some offensive punch Nene is still out there but again none of those names are boogie and none of them can bring what Boogie brings to the table. I mean, you talk about a guy who went healthy. Again, I don't know if we're ever going to see that. But we probably, at this point, won't ever see that Boogie again. That's too many. There's been too many injuries now. But when healthy, he was, I mean, one of the greatest centers that, that have, one of, one of the most versatile centers that you've seen play this that you've seen play the game of basketball. And, I mean, he might be completely robbed of that now, um, which sucks for him. Um, sucks for people who, you know, we never get to see Prime Boogie. Like I don't think too many people were watching those Sacramento Kings teams um, and watching Boogie play. I was because, I mean, look, I live in L.A. Uh, that's around the time which I first moved to L.A. So a lot of the times, and again, I hated watching the Warriors because I, I don't like watching the way the Warriors played basketball um, before Kevin Durant got there. So I would be watching like Kings and Suns games over Warriors games. So I would watch Boogie. Like I remember when Boogie scored those fifty six points. I watched that game. You know, like I would watch a lot of those Boogie's games. So those those Boogie um, Kings games. So I remember that Boogie. You know, I remember who that guy was. I remember the guy who would bring the ball up court, cross you up, go to the rim and dunk on you, or shoot a, or shoot a step back three. Like I remember that Boogie. You know, I don't think we'll ever see that Boogie again, which is unfortunate. And um. Yeah, I mean, when you look at as far as like the upper echelon of LA teams, I mean, I think I would still, I will put the Lakers around like, if healthy, I don't know if they're better than the Warriors now. Um, I think that's kind of a more even matchup now. Um, if the Warriors are healthy, um, I think that they're definitely below the Clippers. I think that the Lakers are possibly below the Rockets. We're probably below the Rockets as well. Um, I've seen Capella in team play, and now Capella doesn't even have to worry about guarding Boogie now, which I thought would be like the one thing that would be a little bit difficult for Capella is handling Boogie, but now he just has to worry about guarding AD. Capella has done a decent job on um, Anthony Davis before, especially when he was in New Orleans. You know, I've seen games in which he played against AD, and granted, you're not going to shut AD down, but he definitely can do a decent job defending Anthony Davis. Um, I think that if you put the Rockets and the Lakers in the series right now, I have to get the Rockets the advantage, at least just on paper. I have to get them the advantage. I thought that, I think the backcourt is a clear-cut advantage for the Rockets, and I think that the only place that they had a real advantage was maybe the front court, uh, especially considering the size mismatch. Um, you know, having, uh, you know, Capella and Tucker out there for Boogie and Anthony Davis, that's not going to work, but I feel more confident about that working um, against JaVale McGee 
and Anthony Davis or against Anthony Davis and whichever center you want to bring in um, for them now. And they have Tyson, you know, so I think that it that is a that sucks for the Lakers, man. Like That really, really sucks. Um, and it sucks that at least for the past three years, two years, really. We've never seen this Lakers well, three years, honestly, because Lonzo wasn't even healthy his rookie year. So we've never seen this Lakers roster that the organization actually put together actually be able to take the court, which sucks. So we don't know what this Lakers team could have possibly become over this past three year, uh, you know, little run, this three year uh, stage because they've been hurt. Um, so, yeah, man, prayers up for Boogie. That sucks. Uh, and and man, I don't. Uh, man, I, I I really think this puts a damper on the Lakers' title chances. Not even lying to you. I mean, even if let's say you by some reason get to the finals, now you got to worry about guarding. Let's say you got to guard. If it's Philly, you got to guard Embiid. If Embiid is healthy, I think that. I mean, AD can guard Embiid. Javale can guard Embiid. But if AD is stuck on Embiid and Embiid decides, yo, I'm gonna play in the post, I think guarding. And beating the post takes a lot away, takes a lot of energy away from Boogie on off, and not from Boogie, but from Anthony Davis on offense. Whereas if you at least just had the body of Boogie down there, obviously Boogie's not necessarily the greatest defender, but he's still a body. You know that it 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 drains energy to just go out there and bang with Boogie, even for twenty minutes. You know, so um, I think this severely hurts their title chances. Um, I mean, look, they got Bron, they got AD, they could still be a great team. But I think that losing Boogie severely, severely hurts um, the Lakers. And, um, yeah, man, Pavis Lady takes.